Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Geller, Mr. G, and today we are talking about that classroom, that classroom that changes the world, because our guest today is Mr. Dwayne Reed. And you may have heard of Dwayne because he went viral with his amazing music video, Welcome to the Fourth Grade, where he inspired teachers across the country. He inspired the children in his classroom. More importantly, that is the people that need to be inspired, the people in your classroom. And Dwayne is the perfect person to do that. He is a dreamer. He is an inspiration. And he, not only did he get famous off of this music video, but he used that popularity, that fame, that influence that he had to do such incredible things in his classroom and for his students. You are going to be inspired by Dwayne's amazing attitude, his whole mentality, his whole approach to education, and the way that he does things in a way that builds community, not just in the classroom, but throughout the whole community, throughout the whole world. And you will hear all about the things that Dwayne has achieved simply just by asking for help, simply by putting himself out there and being willing to take risks for his students to help them have very profound, incredible experiences in their educational world. So I will let Dwayne tell you all about it. It is very inspiring. It really got me energized talking to Dwayne. It was a great conversation. So without further ado, here is Mr. Dwayne Reed. Hey, Dwayne, it is so great to have you on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast. I know we've been trying to connect for a while, so I would love you could just start off and tell us your story. What inspired you to become a teacher? What life was like leading up to your big break with Welcome to the Fourth Grade, which I'm going to link to in the show notes, and we're going to probably be talking about that a decent amount um, because you went totally viral. But I, but before we get started with that, I want to just hear about what inspired you to become a teacher, what your life was like just leading up to that big moment. Yeah, thanks for asking that, uh, and thanks for having me. Um, what inspired me to become a teacher? Uh, I've just always really loved um, children, being around them. Um, I loved being a child and just the freedom, the positivity, just, I don't know, the cool vibes of being a, a kid. So, um, I went to school to become uh, a business major. I was, you know, really smart as my mother would say, went to school to be a business major. And I actually dropped out of school because the tuition was too much for me to afford at the time. Um, and as I was trying to get back into the school thing, because mom wasn't happy, I wasn't really happy. I was, I was looking to see what career fields I would be best suited for based on, you know, my talents or you know, the things that I could bring to the table. And I kept coming up to teacher, teacher, teacher. I would have never in a million and one years thought that I would be a teacher. But after watching several YouTube videos, several dozens of YouTube videos, after, you know, reading on the ins and outs of what it meant to be a teacher, I thought, man, I can do this. I love relationships. I love being able to connect with people um, on, on a deeper level. Um, than just the superficial. 
And man, I, I love being able to try to teach some people things that I know, and hopefully they get this excitement for it. So teaching just really seemed like the way to go. Um, so I, I went to a community college in Chicago, and then I transferred to a, a four-year university uh, where I secured my degree. And what's funny is when I was in a gym class, uh, an elementary physical education class of all places, our, our teacher, my professor, she showed us a video of a teacher who had welcomed his students back to school with this music video. So I'm not the originator of that idea. Like I wasn't the one that said, yes, this is it. Not at all. Um, and actually I didn't even imagine that the welcome to the fourth grade video that I would go on to do would become viral. I was just like, no, I want to connect to my students. I like rap. I'm sure they'll like rap and I want them to, to know what they're going to be getting themselves into. Oh, and by the way, I can rap and sing a little bit. So let's go ahead and try our hand at that. And I recorded it all in one day with a friend of mine um, who was a really random contact, but that's relationships for you. Mm -hmm. Puts you in the right place at the right time with the right people. And we recorded it all in one day. We mixed it. We edited it, excuse me. And we put it out that night. And then the next day when we woke up, it was on the news. And I was like, What? <laughs> So, so yeah, man, that's, that's kind of how I became a, a teacher in a nutshell. That's awesome. We've actually have uh, pretty similar paths. I was a business major as well and was not feeling the business path and, you know, teaching was the thing that really stuck out to me. I mean, outside of the, you know, the music and, uh, and teaching, you know, that's an obvious connection that we got, but it's interesting. It doesn't surprise me to hear that you've got that business background and you were business focused at first because that kind of ties into connections and relationships like you're talking about and that's really what my next question is is how did welcome to the fourth grade so you kind of launched it it went viral you weren't even expecting that but then once the classroom comes in once your kids find out that they got mr reed like how did welcome to the fourth grade change your classroom how did it help you connect and build those relationships and you know what were the results that you saw throughout the year what was the impact that it had on the classroom culture because I think I remember you tweeting that kids were just like super excited, like I got, I got Mr. Reed, you know, I got the teacher on the news, I got the rapping teacher with the awesome music video, like we're gonna have an awesome time. So I'm just mm -hmm. wondering how that, you know, your first year teaching too, especially and and hitting the ground before school even starts, like what was that like for building a strong culture in your classroom? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I recorded "Welcome to the Fourth Grade" and put that out, that was during my my pre my pre service time, like when I was a, um, a student teacher. So that was for my student teaching class of fourth grade. And they came in just jazzed. They were so excited. Like, <laughs> I remember asking a question about celebrities. And then some people mentioned they met Michael Jordan, they met Chance the Rapper, blah, blah, blah. And then one of them said, yeah, I've only met one celebrity in my life. And I said, oh, who? And they said, Mr. Reed. And I said, <laughs> oh, you little angel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I think the video really did a good job of setting the tone uh, for like this almost larger than life. Wow, this is my fourth grade. Like it's not just the regular schmegular fourth grade. This is going to be exciting and lively. And man, I want any teachers listening to this to know that they have the potential to create that vibe and set that tone as well. You don't have to have a music video go viral to set that. It's just the energy that you bring to the classroom from day one. So 
there was examples of we'd go on field trips where we'd be meeting other students and it was so cute. I'd have students say, oh yeah, this is Mr. Reed. He went viral. He's famous. And I'd, you know, put my hand on my face like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, being able to set that tone of excitement and, and joy and just exuberance all pertinent to the learning environment was, I don't know, man, just, it's just really stellar. And even now, as I started my first official school year as a, as a fifth grade teacher in Chicago, my students came in, knew all my songs, would sing my lyrics. And I think it just really creates this environment that, that, that says that learning can be fun, that we can have fun while we're doing the nitty gritty seriousness of teaching and learning. Um, so I think being able to ride that wave has been, it's been fun for me, man. It's been really fun to take a lot of the experiences that I've uh, been fortunate enough to have into the classroom and let my students who might not otherwise ever receive any of these type of opportunities to let them experience it. So the virality, if you will, of welcome to the fourth grade, it just carried over into the classroom seamlessly. And it's been a blast, man. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I think it's, it's one of the most important things that I think you said is just helping kids realize that learning can be fun because in elementary school, it's like, yeah, there's content that we have to teach and some of it's more important than other content. But the biggest thing, you know, my opinion, the biggest thing that our kids can come away, come away with from school is that, especially at that young age, is that learning can be fun. Learning can be awesome. And if they're excited about learning and they see the potential of learning and they see, I mean, with in your case, you know, they can see a larger than life kind of image that comes from things that you learned and things that you brought into the classroom and things that you taught. And so I know that you've also, you just mentioned you've got a couple songs. And so I know you've created a few songs with the class and help them. They helped you create music videos or you guys created them together more so. Um, so I'm wondering what was that like creating music and music videos with your class? Did you incorporate lessons like from your business background on entrepreneurship? That's something that, that we did in, uh, in my pre-K classroom when we made music videos was we would talk about being entrepreneurs and how we're solving a problem because educational music is boring and we're making it exciting and fun for other people to listen to. So parents aren't pulling out their hair in the car ride, you know, listening to, listening to the wheels on the bus, we take it to another <laughs> level. So I'm wondering if, if, uh, cause I hear your philosophy and I see the way that you, uh, that you tweet on Twitter and you know, I really get a sense that, that you're that kind of teacher that's not just going to be like, okay, this is music, guys, and that's separate from the rest of learning, that you're going to make it a real holistic experience. So I just, I would love to hear about what that was like creating those music videos and creating songs along with your class and, you know, what are your musical influences? How do the kids' musical influences factor into the songs you make? All that stuff to, you know, once again, build culture, but also to, to help kids realize that learning is fun and that they're a part of it and that, they can do this stuff on their own as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think some words you used that were key were um, holistic, a holistic experience. Um, also building culture. Like music is transcendent, mm -hmm. as we all know. Like if you're in Africa, Asia, Europe, whatever, Americas, 
like you're going to be tapping your foot to that Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's, it's transcendent. So I, I think being able to build a culture around music. For example, we sing every single day. I know I sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we sing every single day in the classroom. And we have chants um, that we sing and, and songs in the morning, songs in the afternoon. I have a song. After I've uh, told a student to uh, turn my light on or off, I'll sing a Chance the Rapper song, and he says, "You." the song goes, you can hit my line. So he's saying you can call me on the phone. But I've augmented it, and it's, you can hit my light. You can hit my light. And then the whole class starts singing it. And it's just quick transition, but we're vibing. We're positive. We're optimistic. And that's music. Um, I, I think in terms of shooting a music video with my students, one, it was bananas. It was so fun. Um, just allowing them to see all of the work that goes into it, that it's not just, oh, here's a camera. Okay, here's some rhymes. No, there's so much that goes into it. So allowing them to see the the the, the difficulties, the pitfalls, the mistakes that happen, the wardrobe malfunctions, if you will, <laughs> the, you know, not having all the things that you need, lighting, allowing them to get a behind the scenes look at that um, I think was what was most important for me because they're on YouTube all day, every day anyway. Right. Like they're watching videos, they're watching people play video games. So for them to step behind the scenes and see how that all worked together, I think was the most exciting part for me with them. But uh, secondly, them just getting to experience it and be a part of it too. Like, again, they're always the ones looking at the screen, but now they get to be the ones on the screen. So the the experience, the opportunity that they get was, I don't know, man, it's so rewarding for me. Don't get me wrong. I have so much fun making the videos, but to be able to, as we would say on the west side of Chicago, put your people on, like to be able to allow them to experience what you've been experiencing is, is life-giving, man. So um, how much more so with my actual students, having them be in a video and and kind of be the centerfold of the video. It's 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 so rewarding. Yeah, it definitely is. And like you just said, you know, they are on YouTube every day. So when they see themselves on YouTube, it's like when we were growing up, if we saw ourselves on TV or in the movies, mm -hmm. because that's where they watch all their stuff is on YouTube. So like being on YouTube is like being on television for these kids. Yes. And you know, lucky for them, they were also they were also on television too because how viral you went. So that's a, you know, double bonus there, but it's uh, it's so powerful all the things that you just said about them being a part of the creation and then being able to see the results of those things and you know, also learning the ups and downs that go into that stuff because there's there's executive functions that go into that where they are learning about planning and you know pivoting on the fly a lot of cool stuff that's happening mm -hmm. that uh you know shooting a music video with a bunch of kids it can be uh, it, it can be a lot of fun and a lot of excitement but it could also be a lot of work so uh yes you know kudos to you for for having such a positive you know the way you're talking to me it sounds like you know oh yeah we had some struggles but it was awesome like i know that it can be uh, a little tougher than that sometimes but you, <laughs> your uh, your attitude is super positive and i love that and you know building on that one of my favorite things uh, building on like this idea of the kids being able to get so much out, out of participating in this and producing the video and producing the music is they also get to be a part of the results of that. And one of my favorite things that I saw on your Twitter, I think it was probably right after Welcome to the Fourth Grade Drop, was that I believe you were collecting books 
for mm-hmm. struggling families or for libraries in Chicago. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was that was awesome, man, that you were paying it forward right away, that you weren't like basking in that fame, that you were like, okay, I've got an opportunity here. I got people's eyes on me. How do I how do I amplify this message and make it even better? How do I do more, the most good that I possibly can? And I was really inspired Mm -hmm. by that. So how did your, I'm hoping you could just talk about that and any other, you know, philanthropic projects that you've been able to, to get through and just how your success and all this attention that you got opened up opportunities for you to make an impact in the community and how those lessons then got passed down to your students. Yeah. Um, well, one, thank you for pointing out that you were inspired by that. I appreciate that um, and I'm encouraged by that. So thank you. Well, I appreciate you doing it, you know? Yeah, man. Um, I know that fame or quote, quote unquote fame or 15 minutes of fame, celebrity, whatever you will, I know that it's so very fleeting. I know that it's so very transient. Here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I mean, afterward, like it's not something that I planned. I didn't say I'm going to become, you know, viral. But afterwards, I think you have to come to the realization that it's not about you type thing. Like people are going to people are going to forget about Welcome to the Fourth Grade. Like people are going to forget Dwayne Reed. People like and I'm okay with that. So it's kind of like what you said. What could I leverage in the moment to make the most of serving others? Like I honestly believe that the greatest people in this world are those who serve others, who put themselves last and others first. So, of course, I'm going to take the opportunity when millions of eyes are on me to bring up something that is passionate, that I'm passionate about, that is dear to my heart, and that is educating, you know, black and brown students primarily, you know, when you're from the hood and when you see these experiences of, um, inequality in education, you want to do something about it. So that's what I wanted to do. So right after Welcome to the Fourth Grade went viral and had all these news outlets and media people reaching out to me, I thought, man, I want them to reach out to me and give to my students or give to the students in the environment that I'm in. So I organized a book drive and I got books from all over the world. And more than that, though, books that that demonstrated um, students, people of color. So books that represented people of color or just a variance of, you know, experiences in stories, not just the normal boy saves the dog, gets the girl. No, 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 no. The boy plays basketball with his homies up the street and he has to, you know, navigate through the problems in his hood. And in the end, he saves the girl and dunks the basketball and has a happy ending. Like my kids want to see things like that when they read and I want to give them opportunities to see those things and read those things. So, um, that was the first thing, man, just being able to collect a lot of books and give those to kids, which was a blast at a homie who works for Scholastic. His name is John Shu. Um, Mr. Shu is a beast and I just want to shout him out if he's listening. Um, gave me a lot of cool books. Um, and then another cool thing was this Christmas, um, like a lot of my students are, they, they don't have a lot. They don't come from a lot. Um, so I wanted to give them a really cool Christmas. So I put an Amazon wish list out to my social media and throngs of people just donated and bought these really cool gifts under $20, these really cool gifts for my students. And each one of my 40 students 
I have about 20 in each class. Each one of my 40 students walked away with at least five Christmas gifts. And I know that that's something that they're never going to forget. And that's not something that I could have done in and of myself. It's the power of people and the power of people's innate desire to serve others, man. I'm just, I'm just playing that up. It's like, I know you want to give. Let me give you an opportunity to give. And I don't know. The kids just had an awesome Christmas and it was just a blessing. So um, overall, I'm just looking for opportunities all the time of how can I give back? How can I use what I've been given to give back to others who don't have opportunities or are less fortunate? Like here pretty soon, and don't tell my kids, but here pretty soon, I'm uh, working with this uh, airline company to get all of my students into private planes um, for flight lessons and up in the sky. Check that. Black kids from the west side of Chicago in private flying lessons in the sky, like all because people want to help. And I'm going to exhaust every avenue I can to help my kids to the day I die. Damn, man, that's that is beautiful. Unbelievable stuff. Like if I, you know, I told you I was inspired by the by the book drive. I am all amped up with inspiration right now. That is just incredible stuff. And I know everybody listening is going to be like, wow, because most people can't even visualize these things as possibilities. So that's that's a credit to you for having the imagination, which is a big thing in and of itself is just to have the imagination and to say, how can I? help my students have a better Christmas? How can I give my students more opportunities to do things that they would never even consider doing? Or maybe they would, which is you know great too, but just these things where most people wouldn't consider you know, private flight lessons in a private plane, like that's amazing. And that's such a like far out, just big picture thinking big kind of idea that if, if you're thinking not that there's anything wrong with thinking, you know, step by step incrementally, but when you think really big like that, like there are so many opportunities that are available. And then when you give back, people want to give back as well. And you've built an incredible community on Twitter. You know, I, I've seen it all the time where you'll tweet something, just a simple thought about education. It'll get a hundred likes. It'll get 50 retweets. So that's just a testament to the people that really, you know, they, they look to you as a leader in education. And that's why I wanted to get you on this podcast, you know, for a while now, because, because I see you as the same way. And, you know, talking with you, it's uh it's clear that, that that impression is on point because you are a, a, a much needed leader in education. And so on that Thank note, you. yeah, of course, man, thank you for all you're doing. And on that note, I think that what would be your advice to teachers that want to take risks, but maybe a little scared to take risks, maybe an administrator's, you know, running a tight ship, maybe they're just, you know, struggling with other things in the classroom, what would be your advice for teachers to bring their personalities, bring those big dreams into the classroom? Well, I think that's exactly it. Those last two phrases you made, bring your big dreams into the classroom and don't even be afraid to take them outside of the classroom because life I truly believe is all about relationships and not who you know but how you know the people you know I think that all of us have the propensity or all of us have uh, what would be a smaller word all of us have the chance to to do that man so the things that I'm doing they are, in my mind, they're not big things. 
they're they're not like these crazy i don't think that much of myself like oh look at me i'm a god teacher like not at all these are small things that i get to experience and my students get to experience because i asked somebody for help because you know i made a request known because I was able to develop a relationship with somebody and they're like, yeah, you can have what I have. Like that is not hard at all. So all teachers can bring their dreams uh, into the classroom and, and use them outside of the classroom for the benefit of themselves and their students. Like dream big. The worst somebody can say is no. <laughs> a funny story. I was talking to one of my scholars and um Usually I have like a donut that I'll eat for breakfast or something. And um, my scholar, she had asked me for something, but she was like, never mind, never mind, never mind. I was like, no, 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 no. Ask me. Like, don't be afraid. And she was like, can I have a donut? And I said, no. Um, <laughs> like, I'm hungry. I'm eating this. But I was like, never be afraid to ask for something. The worst somebody could say is no. So a couple weeks later, she asked me for a donut again. And I was like, no, I'm hungry. Like I be, sometimes I be mean to my kids. I be like, nah, I'm hungry. Like I'm trying to eat. And she was like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm in no different position than I was in before asking. And I was like, yes, that is it. Don't be afraid to ask. And I ended up giving her my donut because I appreciated so much that she was fearless in making her request known. And that's how we should be as teachers. Just ask. Just try. The worst that can happen is you be in the same position that you were before. The best that can happen is that you go viral, that you get flight lessons for your <laughs> students. You know what I'm saying? Right. So be, dream big. And then the second thing, bring your personality into it. I know not everyone is loud and boisterous and will stand on top of a desk like Ron Clark or myself and, and will sing. I know not everyone is like that. But what personality trait can you maximize in the classroom for the sake of your students. Maybe it's your comedic humor. Maybe it's your quote unquote being introverted. How can you play into that and reach those students who are more like you in the classroom? Uh, I, I think just being yourself, being authentic and really playing that up big goes a long way um, in the classroom. So that would be my encouragement for teachers, man, dream big. The worst somebody can say is no, and then be yourself and then be the best possible, most maximum self that you can be. Awesome. Dwayne, I think that was a great place to to close off because, I mean, after the last answer, now this answer, I mean, people are probably just boiling over with inspiration, ready to go out and do these things, ready to ask for help, ready to bring their personalities into the classroom. I just... I'm really, really happy that we got that we got on the horn and we were able to have this conversation. Um, so before we get off, though, are there any final thoughts or plugs you'd like to throw out there? Where can our audience find you, listen to your music, listen to more about you? You know, I know you've been thinking about starting a podcast. I can tell you after doing this interview, you absolutely should start a podcast. You've got incredible ideas that the world wants to hear. So also anything that you have in the works, you know, like, like I said, the podcast, maybe more music, maybe a website, blog, whatever it is, just tell us where we can find you and where we can get more Mr. Reed. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. I think, uh, whether you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at teach 
Mr. Reed, R-E-E-D. Um, on Instagram, the same thing, Teach Mr. Reed. If you're still into Facebook, like us old timers, <laughs> you can <laughs> type in Mr. Dwayne Reed and find me there. Um, on YouTube, it's the same. Uh, for the future, I've, um, I'm looking forward to summer, so, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> like all of us, right? Um, for the future, I've got more music planned, um, releasing more music, more music videos, um, more videos to, to help teachers and parents. Like you said, wheels on the bus is great, but it gets annoying after a while. Let's listen to something that's a little more relevant. So I've got some relevant tunes coming out, some educational tunes, um, I'm, I've been talking with the company, I won't talk too much about it, but I've been speaking with the company about writing a, a book that is kind of crazy for me. That's daunting for me writing a book, but Hey, they want to talk about it. So I'm talking about it with them. Um, the podcast, like you said, I'd really want to, I don't know, just sit and talk and, and gather some ideas and talk about my thoughts on them. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, I look to start a nonprofit here soon, uh, and I don't want to get into too much detail about what it is, but I really think that it's going to be game-changing for the educational sphere, if you will. So um, be on the lookout for that. And yeah, finally, man, anything that gets my kids uh, more experiences and opportunities, uh, look for me doing those things. So uh, that's that's kind of it, man. More music, more fun, more excitement, and and making learning fun again. Awesome. That's uh, I think we can all get behind that. So thanks a lot, Dwayne. I really appreciate you coming on. It was a great conversation, and I uh, I'll let you know as soon as it's up, and I'll link to all those things in the show notes so everybody can find you quick and easy, and you know, hopefully, uh, become these people that you can connect with that can help your students and help you, you know, because. You love asking for help. So I'm hoping that somebody out there can really, you know, just add to the amazing things that you're doing already. Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you so much, man. Goodbye, guys. Well, if that is not inspiring, I don't know what is. I am super inspired listening to it. This is probably the fourth or fifth time I've listened to this interview that we did. And I did the interview with Dwayne, and I am still super inspired, super energized by the incredible things that he is accomplishing in his classroom, that his students are accomplishing, that the whole community that he has built is accomplishing. And Dwayne's mindset and his service-oriented mentality it it all really just speaks very highly to the type of teacher that he is and the type of teacher that we all can be so remember dream big look for these amazing opportunities don't be afraid to ask for help and i mean if you need to ask Dwayne for help i'm sure he'll be available to help because that's the type of guy that he is so really Thank you to Dwayne for coming on the podcast, and thank you guys for listening. You know where to find Dwayne. I will leave it all in the show notes, and you can find us on social media as well, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on YouTube. Head over, find our channels, like, subscribe, favorite, do all those cool things. And please also subscribe to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast. Join our email list and keep up to date so when we have amazing interviews like this one, you know right away that it went down and you can get that type of inspiration delivered directly to your inbox straight from Punk Rock Preschool. So thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, keep rocking.